Welcome to the Dementia Connections podcast, where each week we share the latest research, expert advice, and stories about living well with dementia. I'm Carolyn Brandley, the editor at Dementia Connections. September is World Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and we are excited to shine a light on the transformative power of the arts for people living with Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia through a series of brand new articles all month long. This week, we've got two fantastic articles to share with you. In our first story, we spoke to the brilliant minds behind iJerryCare, a free online learning portal that empowers care partners with its easy-to-use, science-based, focused lessons. Our second story explores research into how participation in an intergenerational choir may provide a defense against further cognitive and mental decline for people living with dementia. As always, you'll find the full articles and the links to related resources at DementiaConnections.ca. Let's get right to the stories. Online Learning Empowers Care Partners, written by Danae Seaton. Receiving a dementia diagnosis is a life-changing and often traumatic experience for many. Not only can it take a long time to get an actual diagnosis, anywhere from 4 to 12 weeks according to the Alzheimer's Society of Canada, patients and their family members are then also required to spend anywhere from 1 to 2 hours in the doctor's office confirming the diagnosis once they receive it. The process in the doctor's office usually consists of detailed testing of a person's vital signs, a physical examination, and interviews with a nurse and sometimes a pharmacist. All of this information must then be synthesized by a physician, who is required at the same appointment to educate the patient's care partners on all things dementia and provide them with the next steps at least, says Dr. Richard Stramko, a geriatrician and assistant professor at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario. I just found that it wasn't a great moment to do that, and there's also not enough time to do that, he adds. After consistently experiencing this issue, Stramco pondered a different way to provide vital information. What if care partners could access evidence and science-based information on clinical wisdom from the comfort of their own home whenever they wanted it? Stramco reached out to Dr. Anthony Levinson, a neuropsychiatrist and a director of the Division of E-Learning Innovation at McMaster University, and in July 2018, the idea of iJerryCare was born. Richard and I met through clinical work because we were both working at the same hospital and had connections discussing consults on patients, many of whom had cognitive impairments, says Levinson, so I think it made complete sense for us to collaborate on the iJerryCare project. The easy-to-use, free, and non-profit website provides users with simple lessons and helpful resources. The site's courses allow caregivers to learn about all aspects of dementia at their own pace and in their own homes. At each stage of dementia, there is new information for the patient and care partners to learn. For example, when someone is first diagnosed, they'll need to understand the different types of dementia. Then, if the patient wants to start treatment, they'll probably want to know how dementia progresses and how it can be treated. After living with dementia for a while, care partners might want more information on keeping someone safe at home or how to deal with problematic behaviors. They then may seek information about long-term care facilities. 
The resources provided to answer these tough and important questions are often provided in website format, all at once, making it daunting and difficult to know when to start. With the iGeriCare Focus Lessons, care partners are provided with what Levinson and Stramco refer to as customized learning prescriptions. In other words, the lessons that are only relevant to the specific problems that a care partner is dealing with at that moment. The 10 to 45 minute focus lessons delivered within a simple website design provide an excellent user experience. So long as users have a Wi-Fi connection, they have access to a series of learning lessons that can be accessed on a computer, phone, or tablet. It's pretty simple to use. You don't have to create a new account or log in. You just have to go to the website and watch the lessons, says Stramco. Users can also subscribe to receive weekly emails that reinforce the information in the multimedia lessons. In addition, iGeriCare provides monthly live events hosted by Stramco and Levinson on a specific topic. Prior to each event, users can email questions they'd like answered during the discussion. I think some people, if they're not that comfortable with technology, may be more comfortable with email, or they may like both. It's the same thing with the live event. You can watch it through the iGeriCare website, or you can watch it through Facebook, says Stramco. iGeriCare stemmed from a loose idea between two doctors who saw a significant problem. Still, there was an issue. They needed funding. Dr. Alexandra Papineau, director and clinical scientist at Jeras Center for Aging Research, provided Stramco with the resources to apply for an initial grant. Stramco received a $50,000 grant from the SPARK program, which is an initiative that provides funding to support innovative ideas that can help improve the brain or quality of life in older adults. iGeriCare also received $25,000 from the Hamilton Health Sciences Foundation, St. Peter's Division, and $10,000 from the RGP Central Program. Each of these grants were necessary to get the initial product up and running, says Stramco. So far, iGeriCare has also received $5,000 in public donations. Stramco believes that because both he and Levinson were familiar with the needs of care partners, the clinical testing for iGeriCare was almost seamless. The entire process took approximately one year to complete. Caregivers, who are the primary target audience for iGeriCare, were the key individuals involved in the pilot testing for the website and lessons. We would typically take about a month of testing for each lesson. For example, we would complete a draft of a lesson, our subject matter experts would conduct their review, and we would then update the lesson for review by the caregiver, says Levinson. Following the caregiver reviews, further updates would be made, and then the lessons would be published to the iGeriCare website. When we got to testing, there were a few changes that the caregivers wanted us to make, but they weren't that significant, Stramco says. Levinson echoes this sentiment. I think we had a pretty good sense of what we, that we were going to be on track with the lessons, but it was really affirming to know that we were absolutely on the right track, especially when we heard statements like, I wish I had something like this when my husband had first been diagnosed with dementia. Since the launch of iGeriCare, the website has helped over 154,000 users. 
during more than 220,000 sessions across the website. Not only is iGeriCare helping care partners, it is also reducing health care costs. Providing information online through iGeriCare is entirely more cost-effective than paying a health care provider or a nurse for a full one-hour session, for example. According to Levinson, it is estimated that in the next 10 years, the number of people living with dementia will double. This means there will also be more than double the number of care partners, especially if you count family, friends, and larger care networks of people living with dementia. So, not only are resources like iGeriCare important to educate care partners, they are also key to decreasing stigma in a cost-effective way. Find the full article and a link to subscribe to receive free lessons and other resources from iGeriCare at DementiaConnections.ca. Voices in Motion, written by Yuki Hiyashi. If you've ever felt the electricity of joining with others in song, you'll understand the appeal of choir. In fact, one national survey found choral singing to be among Canada's most popular pastimes, with 3.5 million Canadians, that's 10% of our population, having sung in a choir during the survey year of 2017. Choirs are natural communities, says Dr. Deborah Sheets, lead researcher and founder of Victoria's Intergenerational Voices in Motion Choir. For people living with dementia and their care partners, choirs such as Voices in Motion function as ideal creative outlets since you've got support, nothing you can do is wrong, and you can just enjoy yourself. The focus isn't on dementia, says Sheets, who is also an associate professor of nursing at the University of Victoria. Choirs may even provide a defense against further cognitive and mental decline, not because the progressive neuropathology of a disease like Alzheimer's can be stopped, it can't, but because the positive impact of social singing may mitigate some comorbidities of living with dementia. These include depression, negative affect, poor sleep, elevated stress, and anxiety, says Dr. Stuart MacDonald, Associate Professor of Lifespan Development and Aging at the University of Victoria and Research Advisor to Voices in Motion. By reducing the impact of these comorbidities, you can see boosts in cognitive function because the cognitive resources that all of those comorbidities are drawing upon can be better utilized, says MacDonald. If you could limit depressive symptoms, signs, and stress, you can make better use of your available neural resources. And you can see all sorts of residual benefits in terms of affect and psychological well-being, but also in terms of cognitive health. The beauty of choir is that it allows all members to participate as creative equals. While people with dementia may struggle with episodic memory due to damage in the enthroid cortex and the hippocampus, music draws from the brain's emotional and procedural centers, which tend to be better preserved. As with riding a bike or playing an instrument, odds are good that even if someone has dementia, they will recognize familiar songs. Music is drawing upon systems that are spared rather than impaired, and it really is allowing individuals with dementia to be on an equal footing as choir members in many respects, says MacDonald. Participants can also learn new songs, including those in other languages, under the guidance of a choir director, says Dr. Sheets, who believes the program reduces the stigma of dementia by challenging perceptions that people may have 
that once you have dementia, it's all about decline. People can still participate and contribute, creatively engaging with other people in a collaborative way. For Voices in Motion high school members, participation provides a valuable counterpoint to stereotypes. They become less fearful of dementia and they can see the potential and possibilities that remain notes sheets. Adding that choir participation has facilitated many student senior friendships and even inspired one former high school member, now a medical student at UBC, to pursue a career working with older adults. The mental health benefits of choir aren't limited to participants with dementia, says MacDonald. His research found moderate to high levels of caregiver distress among Voices in Motion care partners, markers for which were measurably reduced across the program's three-and-a-half-month choral season. MacDonald credits both the joyful act of group singing, which has been shown to release the love hormone, oxytocin, as well as the social supports provided by the program and interaction with other caregivers for this reduction. MacDonald credits both the joyful act of group singing as well as the social supports provided by the program and interaction with other caregivers for this reduction. Sheets, meanwhile, notes that in England, doctors write social prescriptions so patients can join creative arts programs with the cost covered by the government. Given the positive health impacts of programs like Voices in Motion, perhaps a broader conversation around funding for cultural programming is overdue in Canada. See the full article and additional resources at DementiaConnections.ca. Thank you for listening to the Dementia Connections podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the stories we shared today. Let us know your thoughts on any of our social media channels. To help our stories reach more people, please rate and review this episode or share it with a friend. Sign up for our newsletter for priority access to new articles, inspiring stories, expert advice, and so much more to help you live well despite dementia. Until next week, take good care.